Hello, friends. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing an IGTV that I did with Kristen Noriega. I'll add her information so that you can connect with her in the show notes. We talked about the Whole30 and some differing opinions that we had when we first started discussing it offline. And we felt that it would be a really good conversation to discuss here. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast. Episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Okay, so I'm Kristen Noriega. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I typically help moms lose stubborn baby weight in a realistic, uh, real mom life fashion. So yeah, that's what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. And yes, I was, so I was saying before that I, right now, my, my heart and my passion is to help moms that, um, want to homeschool, but they're kind of feeling super overwhelmed with all the things that come with it. And a lot of the moms that, um, that I talk with are working from home. Surprise, surprise. Like everyone's working from home now. And, and a lot of us are homeschooling and we weren't doing that before. So I like to, to help people kind of find the balance and that it is, it's hard to find that balance when you're being pulled in many different directions. But I believe that being healthy and feeling really good is a huge factor. So I wanted to, when we were talking before about Whole30, we kind of had differing opinions on it. So I'm going to start and just share my journey and why I think it helped me. But you kind of helped me see the other side of that. And I think it's really important for for people to not like jump on the diet culture bandwagon. And, you know, just because something works for somebody, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So um, I. I started, I, I did whole 30 cause I feel like it was kind of a trend. Uh, I don't remember how many years ago, maybe a little less than 10 years ago. Um, everyone was doing the diet and it was a big thing. And if you don't know what it is, um, we can link the whole 30 website in the comments. If somebody wants to type that in, that'd be great. So whole 30.com, I believe. So that was my question, right? Is this yeah. <laughs> so it is a, an elimination diet or elimination mm-hmm. process. So if you guys wanted to go look it up, that would be like what you would find. It's like get rid of everything and then and do it for 30 days and then go from there. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So my purposes for doing it was, uh, you know, I always had... Like, you know, a lot of times I would just wake up and not feel good. You know, I just felt very blah and I would have random headaches and, um, you know, it, it just was something that always plagued me, but I wasn't sure what it was. So I started 
doing Whole30 with the hopes of just kind of feeling better. And I did want to lose weight, you know, having babies, just I gained baby weight and I wanted to lose weight. So, yeah. (laughs) So doing it, the biggest takeaway from doing Whole30, yes, it was hard, but my um, I'm very like goal oriented. So I'm like, all right, I could do this for 30 days. You know, it was kind of like a challenge for me. So I. I learned how to read labels, which was huge, you know, having to change everything in my pantry and really get back to basics and learn exactly what's in, you know, every single thing, every ingredient that you're putting into a recipe. And, you know, it's it actually was harder to do Whole30 a couple of years ago because there was not like cauliflower rice in the store at the time. And now they have you know, you're not supposed to eat chips, but now the chips actually have whole 30 ingredients. So it was a little bit harder back in the day. So that I was not, you know, I had to do a lot of things on my own and cook a lot of things on my own. And it helped me to, to see that a lot of the stuff I was using wasn't good. And Mm -hmm. I did feel better and I did lose weight. And then after it was over, I kind of kept up a lot of the lifestyle and it really, for me, was transformational. Um, And I know for a lot of other people, too. But then I'd meet people that that I would see that did it and they're like back, you know, in their old habits. And for me, I'm like, well, why? It was amazing. (laughs) You know, like so. And here's where I think you need to to come in and speak about that, because. Um, I just want to hear your experience with it. Yeah. So it sounds like you had a good experience. You learned a lot. You got to a point where you were feeling better. Did you get rid of your headaches? Not fully. I'm still, okay. it's always a journey. I have no idea what, why that happens randomly, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it worked for you and it worked for the weight loss aspect too. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but what you just described at the very end is typically the response that most people, most women, most clients that I work with who have tried, that's what they experience where they go through this really restrictive process. It is restrictive. I mean, you get rid of like everything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't done it personally. I just looked it up, (laughs) done my research and talked to people, but so you get, you reduce everything. I mean, you're down to the bare minimum. I, I, I haven't pulled up. That's why I keep glancing over here. There's like this list of only these certain foods that you can eat. So that's kind of cool. You can learn something from it. You can learn to read labels very well. But then once you reintroduce those foods, because it's only designed for 30 days, after you get through it, then what? That then what Mm -hmm. is where most people get hung up because then what? They return to eating their other foods, eating the things that they're used to, that their family likes, that works better for, you know, little kids and husbands and like all these people that you have to care for that just might kind of not really like to be on only eating so few foods. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where that, that then what catches some people off guard. And for a lot of people, the, they lose the weight because they're only eating they're eating less, I should say. They're eating less. Mm-hmm. They're taking in less calories. They're taking in less energy. So they start to lose weight. And what I have heard from some people is that they don't like it because because it is so restrictive and they just felt like they couldn't eat anything, which I mean, that can kind of be like a situational, personal type 
deal, but it's the rebound that really just catches everybody. So they don't feel like they learned learned something that lasts. Mm-hmm. They completed the project and then and then they get back to real life and they don't feel like they have the tools to really um continue living a healthy, long sustaining lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's not your experience, but that's kind of and like you said initially, we both had these kind of like you you were like, hey, what do you think about whole 30? And instantly I'm like uh, and then I'm like, oh wait, maybe I should have like kind of <laughs> yeah, and, that a little softer. <laughs> and I think that's that's the thing. Uh, I, I that's a huge problem with with people that do like you know try a diet and then they're so excited about it and and then they share it with somebody else. And they're frustrated because like, why didn't you get the same results I did? Um, It was so, you know, so we have to be really careful. I think when we're interacting with other people about especially with diets, because something that I've learned is that, you know, it is easier for me to do something like this because it makes me feel good. And that's my motivation. But I know a lot of people who literally can eat like pizza all the time and they feel fine. So that person's not going to have the same results as me. You know, my body just doesn't like certain things that I eat. You know, I have to be really careful. And even now we're talking about whole 30. Now I'm more vegan ish. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've introduced like fish and stuff, but for the most part, I'm more vegan because I've, you know, just my genetics and, you know, I've researched it a lot and I've had lots of blood work, you know, so it really is a personal choice and it's based on your genetics too. Um, So I I wanted to to talk about this because there is, I think Whole30, it was a trend back in the day, but it's still going, it's still being talked about, but there are other things that are being introduced as well that um, I think could be helpful depending on, you know, who you are and how your body responds to certain things. Yeah, for sure. And actually a lot of the clients that I work with, we, they start to apply mindfulness. So that's kind of like, oh, when you, when like the average person thinks of mindfulness regarding related to eating, it sounds kind of just like whatever, but it's actually like a really, really powerful tool when you start to look at what you're eating, how it affects your body, how it interacts, how it makes you feel, how your gut feels. And, you know, the, the so when it, my clients, when I start to do this, we start to get down to this point where they're like, I really just feel like crap after I eat mm-hmm. insert food, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about that? So my <laughs> approach is like much more like fluid, I guess. Whereas like I'm looking at the whole 30, <laughs> whole 30 website and it was like, you're an adult you can do this, <laughs> cut it out you don't, and all this. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that makes me feel so stressed. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I love that. I'm like, I want the exercise class where they're like, let's go, let's do this. You know, that's just, that's just my personality. So like, I'm, I really work well, like I guess under stress. <laughs> and um, so that's why I think it, it was pretty life-changing for me. And I did it more than once. I even did it during pregnancy um, for, mm-hmm. for one of my pregnancies. Um, and that, you know, that a lot of people would say, like, how could you do that? You know, that's not good for your baby, but it is really 
eating protein, veggies, you know, and healthy fats. So it's not a bad thing, but I think we're just so it's, it's hard for us to wrap our brain around how to feel full with a diet that is so limited like that, but it's really not very limited when you really think about it. So, um, yeah, for sure. So definitely the difference between like, let's use a different diet, for example, I'm not going to drop a name, but one where you might have to like buy a protein powder and you have to buy the supplements, you have to buy all of these things and they're really selling you a product. That's going to be something that takes away your power takes the, and places the power on that item. And you start to feel like you, you know, you can't succeed if you're not buying that thing. You can't succeed if you're not drinking their protein powder twice a day or whatever it is. But whenever you can do it in a way that's focused on whole foods, that focuses on real vegetables and fruits and meats and, you know, all of the foods, then you're going to have a lot more success because you can see how it works for the whole family. And I'm definitely speaking to moms here because, you know, as moms, we have these people that we have to feed every day. <laughs> hey, we can't just get rid of them. It's oh, there. <laughs> so whatever you focus on whole foods, that might be the take home here. Whatever way you go about this, focusing on the whole foods, like real things, things that you know what they are, where they came from, whether that be something that's like a tomato or has five ingredients listed on the package, something where you can identify it, you're going to have a lot more success on that end yes. as opposed to the supplements and proteins. That's true. And and I think a lot of moms too, they are so used to feeling like crap and they don't even realize that they feel like crap. They think it's just normal. You know, a lot, you know, I haven't slept in like almost 14 years since my oldest is 14. Like I always, but it's like true. I feel like I don't really sleep all night. And I'm sure a lot of other moms have that Mm -hmm. same, depending on how old their kids are. And if you just generally don't feel well, you just attribute it to, you know, I'm yeah, brain fog. I'm a mom. That's just the way it is. But I've seen people say that once they start cutting out processed foods and and really, yeah. really not just like a little bit, but like really changing, they start feeling amazing. And then it changes everything. It it gives them more energy for their kids to be able to do things like homeschooling. And, you know, mm-hmm. I I used to like wake up in the morning and just not feel like doing anything. So I wouldn't really do anything. And then I'd feel guilty. And it was like this whole spiral, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's not the way that I want to live. I don't want to live that way. That's not, you know, I want to be excellent in what I'm doing with my kids. And this is such a huge part of that for me. So I didn't, I didn't realize that you called it mindfulness, but that is something that I actually just posted yesterday in my stories, my journal. I started a journal to kind of keep track. Like there are little things that that I feel like the slight headaches that come on. And I've just started writing everything down mm-hmm. because I'm trying to see, like, is there a certain time in my cycle that those yeah. symptoms are popping up? Because, you know, like hormone imbalance, that's that's a thing. So I'm just kind of taking notice of how I feel and how I ate. And I think over time I should be able to see if there's a pattern and that's, that's kind of what I started doing on my own. So yeah. Yeah. 
I like that. And I like what you said about our cycles too, because um, I've been doing this private practice online stuff for a year. Before that, I was like in the hospitals and all sorts of other situations working with, you know, whoever. But mm-hmm. since I've really, really started working with women and moms, it's always like, well, I'm on my period. I feel like crap. I'm on, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm super bloated. And then like the period starts the next day. And so we really look at, you know, those cycles and how to deal with that because it's always coming back. Just like your kids, it's not going anywhere for the next <laughs> however many years. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have your period. So if you're prone to emotional eating or, you know, coping with chocolate to get through the first few days, the first few terrible days of your period, you know, you can work through that because you know, it's going to come. So journaling is one of the best ways to, to look at that. And you can journal through the, the struggle. You can journal to identify your symptoms. You can journal to like as an outlet instead of eating. Journaling is so powerful. So I love that you're doing that. Mm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that, that this was helpful to, to some moms out there. And I think the, the thing that always stopped me from starting something new or trying something new was that I was afraid to fail. You know, I was like, oh, I'm just not going to keep up with it. But just starting and sometimes that alone, like doing something different to try to create change starts the momentum going. You know, that's yeah. Uh, it doesn't always last because there's a lot of like internal work that has to happen to be able to yeah. continue with like consistency and stuff. Um, and that's that's been my journey. It's something I'm really um, thankful that I've I feel like I'm at a point where I'm not like constantly um, upset with myself and frustrated because I'm like not being consistent with something. So, yeah, um, yeah. There's just a t- a so much to feeling good. You know, it's like a lot more than the food that's on our plate. But Right. Moral of the story is do what you can to feel good in your body. However, you're going to get there. Apply some mindfulness. Do, you know, whatever program, trust whoever you, you know, choose to and keep moving forward and always make the next best choice. It's not all black and white. It's like what can you do next? What's the next thing you can do to eat a little better, to feel a little better? Mm-hmm. Just keep moving forward in whatever fashion. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. Well, thank you for, for joining. And I hope that this was helpful. Thanks for having me. This has been an episode of the Simply Freeing Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes drop. Let's connect on Instagram at whole9family, W-H-O-L-E, the number nine, family. If you take a screenshot of today's episode and share it in your stories, tag me so that I can thank you. 